everyone listening to Round Guys Radio Network. Real quick, why don't you sign up for our newsletter? Whenever we have a new episode, we have a newsletter release. The only time we push one out, go over to roundguysbrewery.com slash RGR. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. I'm your host, Bill McGinney. To the right, I have Patty DeCasery over here. And we're chatting with Josh Lampy of Weyerbacher Brewing on a Inside the Brewery edition. Josh, how are you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this thanks for coming be, down. This is going to be a fun day. Before you came on, you are telling me how you used to like rock out the house two blocks down or so. Yeah. There was uh, the band that I had at the time, Blackout Driver, we played, uh, and I, I still don't remember the name of the club. But it was, you know, I'm a singer, and so you, it was still a smoking club, and you, you know, trying to sing while while people are just blowing smoke directly in your face is always an interesting experience. It's a pleasant experience. I can imagine how. You know, in the '90s, I lived through a lot of that, but now, you know, yeah. it's it's a little unexpected, but you know, it was still a good place. So you're a big beer guy, and I don't mean that just in the fact that you're a big guy and you like beer, <laughs> uh, but you have a real, real, real passion. With yes. Beer. Where did that start? I went to Penn State. and that explains it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bar uh, about a half an hour south of Penn State in Huntington, Pennsylvania called Boxers that is one of the best beer bars in the country. Still to this day, one of my favorite places. And my brother went to uh, Juniata, so that's how I ended up coming across All the right. place. And so when I was there, I had just turned 21, and I had a beer called Brains. Which is brains, which is a Welsh lager. You can't. I don't. You, I don't think you can get it in the country anymore. But it, I found it so funny that I could order a pint of brains. Uh, <laughs> and then you know, my family got involved in Weyerbacher, and that sort of. I've been with Weyerbacher in some essence since about '96. It's been a interesting ride. You know, back in the day when we first opened, we had. Uh, you know, you're driving forklifts across an old wooden livery stable floor. You couldn't drive too fast because the hundred-year-old dust from the horse shit would float up from <laughs> in between the boards. And it was just, <laughs> not to mention the fact that the whole thing's wobbling. So you've got to make sure that you don't have cases falling off of each side of the of the forklift. And I was delivering in a uh, in a uh, pickup truck with a with a um, a cap on it, so you could only put a half pallet in. So you do two half pallets just to just to go and deliver this crap. <laughs> so you know, delivering seventy cases plus you could stack some in the sides, and then taking that wherever you needed to go. It was uh, it was a very interesting experience. I was a little thinner then because you really kind of yeah. uh, busted your ass. Right when you're back here, production. <laughs> Patty can attest. Patty actually got to brew her first beer. I did. And what's the physical demand on that? Yes, it's very physically demanding. You know, the shoveling out the no, I Ken it's was actually the one that experience. was like shoveling out, yeah, shoveling out all the good, the wet green, <laughs> the 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 super saturated green. But then I was the one that was taking the big, huge, you know, um, what, are the, what are the big trash cans, the the big Just, plastic yeah. ones, taking those and like dragging them up the hill out of the brewery. So I was like the one dragging those up, and it was like super heavy. Did a lot of great squats that day. <laughs> <laughs>
Josh, I don't think a lot of people know about your family's history in Weyerbacher. So uh, they know who you guys, you and Chris, are. Right. I don't necessarily know if they know at the inception. It's part of the things that got lost along this twenty-four yeah. year way. You know, that's that was highly important. And well, my my mom was very important to the brewery early on, and she, you know, I was I was out of Penn State. She actually called me and she was like, you know, how would you feel if we uh, invested in a brewery? And I was like, <laughs> Fuck yes, thank you very much. That sounds awesome. Your and, best mom in the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah, she won a lot of points. She, she, was a, <laughs> she was an investment banker, and she rode horses with Dan Weirbach's wife. And so they, you know, that that got her involved. And she uh, was working for one of the Meridian First Union, one of those. And then she, they got out, bought out by somebody, and she took a package and left and started a consulting business. And as part of that, she started basically working as a CFO at Weirbacher. Mm-hmm. She and Dan really worked uh, together for a very long time, but she she never wanted to be in the forefront. She just wanted to do the numbers. But she was a very integral part to the brewery. My brother started 14 years ago as head of production. When he started, I think they were 1,500 barrels uh, and you know got them to our height of about uh, 18,000 barrels. Mm-hmm. And now he's involved in the, the Brewers of PA and... And pretty much taking care of that. And when Dan decided to rebrand in 2011, he called my company, which my company was a uh, marketing agency. That was how I sort of started getting back more and more involved. And then about three and a half years ago, he he asked me if I would be willing to come in and, and help run the place because he was sort of he had he had gotten a little burned out. He needed right. a little time right. to you know, and, and you need somebody that's willing to go out on the road and be the face and stay up past five and you know things like that it's a lot of you're constantly reminding people you're there yeah you're yeah. always you know people are like oh i love weirbacher and then they forget about you and they're like oh i love weirbacher yeah well that was when i when i first started you know one of the things that i kept hearing uh all the time is oh my god i love you guys you know you uh you you were my first beer that got me into craft beer and then and then i was like okay well what did you have recently they're like uh yeah it's been a little while since i had anything and I was like, okay, so we need to change that. So how do we how do we change that? So you know, part of what we've done is over the last couple of years, we've introduced a couple of different things. You know, some some things that are a little more sessionable, some things that are. You know, last year we came out with Day Wrecker, which was an awesome ten percent, basically IPA, but we just called it a uh, an American L because it basically is an American L. Hey everyone, let me take a quick break to tell you about the upcoming schedule we have in the underground. We'll be right back into the show in one second. This week, I have LMI, Dismal, King Slender, Try Hard Charlie down here on Wednesday, 724. It's going to be a good hard rocking show. We have Improv on 725 on a Thursday down here. And then we wrap up the week on Friday with Secret Nudist Friends making a return appearance with Coach and Commando and the uh, Visanders. And then on 727, we have our drag bingo, followed by actually the same day as the anniversary party, our seventh anniversary show, which is going to be great. It's going to be right there in the uh, block on Wood Street between the Underground and Round Guys Brewing Company. That seventh anniversary show is going to feature the program and local favorite, uh, Big Handsome, the kids who have grown up a little bit more and who can really kill it out there. So looking forward to seeing everyone. Also, the anniversary party will have a re-release of a classic, Cyrano, which is the beer that won third best new beer in Philadelphia, a Brevitational Award, in 2015. And that beer, if you remember, is a Cezanne brewed 
and then aged on mangoes and finished with honey. Looking forward to see you guys all at any of these shows or all of these shows or many of these shows. And let's get back into the show. Are most of your distro beers that percentage? The majority, yeah. And, and part of that is, you know, we're in 24 states. And so you need to have something that's shelf-stable. If it's sitting on the shelf for more than three months, it's still going to be really good. You know, Mary Mux is our flagship, and that basically has a five-year shelf life. We call it two. But you can age that for five years. Mm-hmm. We don't want to send something to Nebraska and have it sit on the shelf for six months and then not be good and give right, us a bad right. name. Last chances are IPA, and that we don't, uh, we don't really ship that much to anywhere outside of PA, New Jersey, Ohio. There's enough competition in the in the in the the IPA market out there that it's just not worth it. Right, that makes plenty of sense. Uh, is there more margin on some of those bigger beers? Yeah, the margins on on the bigger beers are uh, you know you can you can charge a premium. Um, it costs a lot to make them because yeah. your ingredient costs are right. are pretty high. Um, but we we work, and so you know some of your some of your IPAs, some of those things, some of your lower alcohol beers, they're they're lower margin beers, so we balance those out with some of the some of the higher alcohol beers and, you know the thing about the higher alcohol beers also is that people are going to have one or two of those they aren't going to have three or four so you just don't sell as much right uh, so that's part of the reason that you know we need to be in as many states as we are yeah i i i can see that i, I mean you guys have gone through a lot over the past 20 some years and i'm wondering i'm curious when you guys started out was there a vision of what wirebacher was going to become <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no not at all um dan dan was you know he wanted to make beer and that was really what you know and he was he would have been i think very happy to keep the business at around five thousand six thousand barrels and just you know may be a nice little cottage industry which, you know, that's, that's where a lot of people are now. But what ended up, ended up happening was uh, we had a couple of things that really just took off. Our Mary Monks took off. Blithering Idiot mm-hmm. took off. Imperial Pumpkin, as much as I hate to say it, took off. And so it just sort of, it, it ballooned on him. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we grew with the time. Right now we've got around 30,000 barrel capacity. And so we need to be able to keep that capacity going in order to keep our overhead costs low. The answer right now is not to sell more of your core beers. Right. Your core beers are, are going to sell what they are because that's what it, right. there's enough beer in the market. Um, so adding contract brewing, adding other brands, adding stuff like that, that's the way that you really are able to, to, to hit that production. The other piece is there's no reason that a Round Guys or a... Uh, bond place or a funk brewing or you know should invest in a facility the size that we have mm-hmm. your margins are a little mm-hmm. skinnier when you're contract brewing but your overhead and your risk is a whole lot lower so we've already got that risk we've already taken that risk right exactly let's right. let's all be stronger as a group and let's all be stronger as a group of brewers to help everybody get a little bit better you know that's the way that i think that uh, Weyerbacher, the Weyerbacher brand and the Weyerbacher brewery can be sustainable.
Patty, you have some beers over here. What are, what's this? I do. What is this setup I'm looking I do. At? So, yeah, I was lucky enough to do a homebrew, which was my first homebrew, along with my friend Brad. Uh, thank you, Brad. And so we did a triple. So this has had a little bit more time since we actually bottled it in December. So hopefully when I pop the one that has a flip top, it's going to pop. And I have one that's a... Uh, maybe I'll just dip in that one, the one that has... What is that called? Crown. Yeah. That. Let's get this guy. So, <laughs> yes, it's, it's a Belgian triple. You can open this guy. Have that one? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Nice. There it is. Nice. Look at it pour. Look at that. Just... Come on, tell me, like, how beautiful is beer? <laughs> beer, beer is just beautiful. It just is. Poetry, that looks gorgeous. I'm excited. I haven't had a good uh, Belgian triple in a while. Well, let's see if this is up with uh, the the good ones. If not, yeah. <laughs> Has this nice, uh, kind of like a light gold color? Maybe a, like a little deeper gold. Yeah. With, uh, Cheers. Cheers. Smells great. It does. So I've been telling, I've been to actually, Josh, I told you about this like when I was first brewing it and how excited I was over it. So, yeah, like, no, that's really nice. Isn't it? I mean, because it's one of those things that even if it's not a great beer, I still got to do it. And so thankful to Brad for like saying, like, yes, let's do it. Um, we're that's gonna the, do fun, another that's one the soon. fun part about homebrewing is that yeah. you, you, you get to like, you make it, and yeah, it might not be the best thing in the world, but you love it because you made it. Exactly. You experienced it along the way, you know, and it's about, it's about passion. It's something I love to do. I love this beer industry. It's something that I would like to see, you know, I would love to do more in the beer industry. And so this is one of the things, so, I mean, that was actually one of my questions I had for you was about, you know, your passion, you know, where does your passions lie in, in what you do? My passion actually at this point is a lot of the people at the brewery like we have one of the best crews of people that i have ever dealt with and seeing the give a shit that they have mm -hmm. seeing the amount of care that they put into everything and we've gone through some shit over the last year and a half and these these guys have stuck by us they've 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 come through it with us and it's been heartening it's been um humbling it's been just amazing to have these guys be a part of the team i sort of make sure that everything gets done uh and oversee it but really it's those people that are that are making the beer that are making the bottling the beer that are canning the beer that are selling the beer that are you know they they're the ones that are out there doing it every day and they're it's mm -hmm. an amazing team we're at a point now where we're actually able to start talking about okay what do we want to what do we want to do for the future of Weyerbacher? We've, when I started, we, we were talking about that, and we had a five-year plan, and we had all these other things, and then we just ended up putting out fires for three years. So now we're at a point where we're like, okay, let's... Start building. Yeah, what can we do? Because we want to grow. We, want to, we don't necessarily want to grow quickly. We want to grow smartly. But we also want to make good beer, and we want to continue to just have fun and be a part of this you know, thing that we have this passion for. Absolutely. Where can people find out more about Weyerbacher Brewing? Uh, Wirebacher.com, the Facey books, the Instagrams. Come up to the brewery any day around four or five, and you'll probably be able to find me having a beer, saying hi to the the people, the other people that are working. We're all usually hanging out after the end of the day, so come see us. It's always a good time. Josh, real <laughs> fast on that note, when you guys, I'm curious. I want to ask this question, but if you don't want to answer, I get uh, the a lot of the beer geeks out there take aim at this. Uh, you know, like they look at Prohibition or some of the other breweries where they had 
I guess, generous forecast is the best way to put it, generous projections of the next five, ten years. And they went out and they kind of went all in on a big production brewery. What do you have to say, or can you speak to forecasting out in double digits? So I was not involved at the brewery at that time. What I can say is that I think that everybody in 2013, 2012, 2013, when, when we really did that expansion and planned for that expansion, um, there were a lot of people that really felt that that was the way that it was going to go. Obviously, they weren't right. Well, to put that in perspective, 2013 and 2014 were 18% growth years. Yes. Which is a, a phenomenal amount. Two years, 18%. Then you get 2015, right? It was, what, 11%? They started going down a little bit. And, and we were beating that in 2015. And then, and then 2016, uh, at the end of the first quarter, everything just you know dropped off a, a, a ledge. And that was sort of, um, I had just come on and I was like, holy shit, what do we, you like, know. What do I do? <laughs> Why did you sign me up for this, Chris? <laughs> um, but that was, you know, everybody really did see that, that going. Um, we saw other breweries opening up. Uh, but not nearly as many. Um, but, you know, I, that's, to me, um, that is what it is. It is what it, it was, is. It was, you know, was it the best decision? Obviously not. Uh, but it was a risk, and in business you have to take, take risk. And, and it, when it really boils down to it, this is a business first and a brewery second. Um, I love this industry. I love the people in this industry. I love going to other breweries. I, you know, I spend my weekends going to other breweries because... I like beer. I like trying different beer yeah. and, and meeting new Love people it. and, and yeah. being being a part of this um, family. And even the, you know the, the hardcore hardcore beer geeks who get pissed off at Weyerbacher for being you know whatever. You know I'm sorry. That is it is what it is. It was uh, it was a decision that was made and, and it was made with a good intelligence. Sometimes your good intelligence ends up being wrong. Facts on the ground, right? Yeah, it was a facts on the ground. And just to give people more perspective in 2014 you had 135 breweries in pa yep. and in 2019 i believe it's my 2019 number we have 354 yep. so the growth you have market saturation you have changes in the marketplace outlets there's legal changes that change how outlets are able to sell beer things have changed a lot and you couldn't foresee that now some of the things that that Weyerbacher could have done are some of the things that we were working on. You know, we were we we introduced a lot of new product over the last three years. Down the shore is a, a golden lager pilsner uh, that we released last summer. That it moved incredibly well. We sold out of it in package, and we couldn't make enough. And if we could have made more, we would have sold more. Uh, it just was we were it was influ- it was affecting Mary Monks, and we didn't want to we didn't want to be out of stock on Mary Monks. So there was sort of this this shifting of we knew that we had product and we knew that we had really interesting things that were that were starting to sell that we needed to focus our time and energy on but then you also need to focus on your core and make sure that your core isn't out of stock and make sure that your your core is growing exactly, the way that it yeah. should yeah i mean you have um, to take care of home yeah yeah
the view you have on other breweries and and um, the other people in the in, in the industry are they mostly just in the Lehigh Valley area? Yeah. Yep. And then, and also too, um, you've done work with Triple Sun Spirits with Chris, yep. who's awesome as well, and uh, and that's that was some amazing products that were coming out of that. So I don't know if you wanted to speak to that well, or those are, that was to fill capacity. No, no, no. So um, part of my other piece of this is you know, Weyerbacher as a brand needs to diversify a little bit. You can't being a production facility uh, with our styles of beers is not as sustainable in this in this market right now so we need to diversify a little bit so you know that's why we introduced the vodka that's why we introduced a couple of other things um but the other you know the 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 one whiskey that we did with triple sun was actually just an accident um we had uh blithering idiot and we had blue brewed blithering idiot and it it was not uh basically it wasn't finishing and so we were gonna have to dump it so i was like hey you want to just distill this and see what you can make with it? And it ended up being absolutely amazing. It is incredible. Uh, incredible. And, like, amazingly enough that he's, he's doing another batch. So yeah. it's, you know, it, it uh, and it's, it's something that we will continue to do. Where can people find it? Uh, right now it's sold out. So when it, when it is available next, it will be available at Triple Sun Spirits in Emmaus. That sounds sounds right. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that you do that I admire so much is that, you take a great interest in, you know, not just one aspect of your company, but in many aspects of your company that, you know, you work the bottling line yep. and, you know, you work behind the bar and give a bartender off for the day. And, you know, you're, you, I met you pouring beer at a beer fest. Yes. So, which was great. Like, uh, what, what is that? Three years ago? Yeah. But, um, you know, not every, you know, not every, you're a president now of the company. Yeah. You know, not every president of the company is going to be doing those things, but it's great when they do because you're actually in what's happening, and maybe that is part of what helps, you know, your workers that are so awesome to come along and grab your passion. I think you know. that's I think that's important. I mean, they they have to the people that work with me, and I, and I will always say they work with me. I will never say anyone works for me. I will never say that I'm the boss. I'll never because that's yep. bullshit. Yeah. Um, what it really boils down to is that you. I work with these people, and, and I encourage them to tell me if I'm stupid, tell me if I'm a moron, tell me if I'm doing something wrong, um, because I, you know, nobody is nobody's perfect, right. but what we do need to do is make sure that uh, we're all moving forward as a team. Uh, so yeah, you know, the uh, the tap room wanted to go and visit a bunch of brewery other other brewery tap rooms, so I was like, all right, you know, what? I'm just going to work the bar for the day. Uh, we were short a couple of people, so they'll put me at the end of the bottling line. They don't let me do anything that's important because I'll <laughs> probably fuck it up. <laughs> but, I understand that. Understand that. So. <laughs> I just but, you know, aside, I'm like, all right, guys, you I can, out. I can stack, I can stack boxes. Just let me stack boxes. I'll probably, probably get that at least mostly right. Oh, the joke used to be if I was in the kitchen, I'd be like, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> but that's you know we've got um, thirty around thirty full time employees. And then another, you know, 20 to 30 part-timers. It's important to, to know each of them. There's, you know, there, there's some people that, you know, they, they do events for us in Pittsburgh, and I've never met them, and, I've, you know, that kind of sucks, but uh, I will at some point. But those, you know, that's an important part of this business. And, I, and for me, it is, you know, I, I really try and build a family. That's perfect. And I think customers read organizations for in a brewing side has been hey is this a place i want to go to do is this 
they look at it as a acceptance area, right? Yeah, I mean, I a lot of our customers, I think, are part of that family. We have people that have jester tattoos, for God's sake. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. I don't have a single tattoo on my body. I'm not putting a wirebacker tattoo on it. <laughs> but, you know. Beatles, maybe. Dallas <laughs> 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 <That> sucks. <laughs> but, this, you know, I mean, it, the, the, the passion that people have for wirebacker is, is intense, and it's awesome. People care deeply. And you, in this day and age with breweries and how, how many breweries there are, you don't see that as often. What's a key marketing takeaway for any brewery out there that's looking to yeah i, I think marketing is kind of a like double-edged sword some breweries get it and other breweries are like i gotta make beer i don't know what's going on what's a good suggestion you have to any of those breweries out there i think the key thing in in any type of marketing is make a choice and believe in what you do if you don't have faith in your own abilities you're gonna fail right. and that's if you're constantly second guessing, you're not going to make you're not going to make a decision. But the other the other piece is don't be afraid to fail. Feel free to fuck up. It's important. I want to thank uh, you, Josh, for coming Thanks on for the show, me. and Patty. Thank, thank you. you for being a co-host. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Original Stacker Podcast. You can find out more about the Original Stacker Podcast at aroundguysbrewery.com or on the undergroundlandstyle.com. The Original Stacker Podcast recorded at the Underground. Music is. Used with permission from Hambone Relay. Hambone Relay can be found at hambonerelay.com. And I want to thank Amata Tarima for doing some great, excellent production and sound engineer work we have here. I'm your host, Bill McGinney with Round Guys Brewing Company. I want to thank you all for listening. See you guys next week. <laughs>